Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dry Bar Comedy Podcast, the podcast that's funny for everyone, where you get to hang out with some of your favorite Dry Bar comedians. Like you, Jordan. Like me. You've seen <laughs> my couple specials, third one coming out. Not a big deal. Not about me today. Uh, but I am Jordan Macon. I'm joined by my co-host. Taylor Nielsen, the co-host. The co-host? Yeah. Does that make me host? Well, you're, you're also the co-host. the co-host. Well, the. There's, there's two. I would say we're both a co-host. <laughs> If you take then me, I guess if only one of us can be, then I'm the co-host. All right. Yeah, and I'm a co-host. Yeah, still. yeah, and the co-host. We're gonna I'm gonna need to rework my contract <laughs> here, but we have we have a fantastic show today, a stellar show. So uh, if we, if you're done yip yapping, I think we should get to the clip. Let's cut the yip yap. Get to the clip. Okay, <laughs> clip clap. <laughs> Let's go. Cut the yip yap. Get to the clip clap. Let's see who it is today. I remember I was dating a girl, and we were getting really serious, and she looked at me one day. She said, Paul, you have to understand something. If we end up together, I don't do dishes. I'm like, you don't, you don't do dishes? She's like, no, I can't do them anymore. And I was like, why? What's, what's wrong with dishes? She's like, here's the thing. When I was a baby, my mom would do the dishes all the time, and then one day she just decided that I have to start doing the dishes. And I've been doing them every day since, and I can't anymore. I'm done. I could tell it meant a lot to her. She was like, went through something. And I was like, listen, baby, sweetheart, Pop-Tart, I got you. I will take, oh, I'm good with the pet names, relax. (laughs) I digress. I said, sweetheart, if we end up together, I will do the dishes every day. You will never touch a dish for the rest of your life. And she was touched, I could tell, tear, right down her cheek. She's like, sweetie. That is the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me. What can I do for you? What can I take off your plate? How can I lighten your load? I said, that's easy. I'm tired of wiping my own butt. (laughs) My mom did it for me when I was a baby. And then one day she just decided that I have to start doing it. And I've been doing it every day since. And I'm done. We did break up, but she never complained about the dishes. Thank you guys so much. All right. You know who it is. His two dry bar specials have made you laugh, singled out, and positive thinking. Give it up for Paul Sheffield. Paul. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks. Happy to be here. This is a great Happy thing. to have you. Thanks for uh, driving all the way down. You don't live very close. No. It's probably an hour commute for you. It is worth it. Worth every minute. Thanks. It gives me time to just get excited. What did you do on the way down? Did you listen to our podcast to get ready for it? Or? No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I absolutely didn't. I, I listened to NF, uh, some Christian rap. You get me in the mood. NF? Get you NF. hyped up. Yeah, I know, I know NF. Do you you know don't know NF? No. Oh, you're missing out. It's he's hard, like a, but He's like a respectful. Christian Eminem. Yep, yes. That is exactly <laughs> Christian Eminem. You nailed it without even ever hearing a song. I've heard some Christian rap before. I'm you, versed. You have. I'm cultured. Uh, well, uh, hilarious clip. Thank you. And you, you were telling us beforehand, this uh, recording led to some wild events in your life. Big life changes in your life. <laughs> Absolutely. No, this, this was a fun special for me, but it was also a very intimidating special because little known facts, I was, I was dating uh, my now wife at the time. We were getting serious. And I actually met her parents at that recording of the special. Yeah, like I yeah. had, we were getting serious. I had met her siblings the week before and I think I passed the test. So then her parents were like, well, when do we get to meet him? When do we get to meet him? And I was busy because I was about to record my second special. And my, my wife's like, well, why don't you, 
why, why don't my parents just come? And I was like, I, I don't know if that's like oh, the best way to meet <laughs> your in-laws for the first time. But I was like, all right, I, I guess we're doing it. We were, we were serious enough. We were looking at rings, but we were just dating at the time. So I met my in-laws after making fun of ex-girlfriends for 15 minutes <laughs> on stage. I was like, you know, I'm gonna, this isn't going to be any more the material that I do, I promise. So that joke was not about her. No. And my wife, she goes to lengths making sure people know that that's not her. It was, <laughs> it was the girl I was dating before. And it's true. That is not, I want to make sure she knows and the world knows that is not my wife. She wants everyone <laughs> to know that. It was not her. It was, it was the girl I was dating before. But that was a very close to true story. <laughs> Now, did did that get in your head when your, you know, your girlfriend's parents that you're meeting for the first time were in the audience? You know, no. No? Because I, listen, I got married at 37. I, I was very much in a take it or leave it vibe at, at that point. <laughs> like, we, yeah. we I, got, I got married a little older, and I was like, listen, they're going to know I'm a comedian. Might as well just rip this Band-Aid off. And it, it's a very clean set. So I was, like, not worried. I was like... Yeah. They're going to see a nice sold out show on their home turf because they're from Orem. And I feel like it was better than them seeing like me doing like an opening set. I'm like, hey, at least, you know, it's a special. It's yeah. it's something cool. Yeah, so I was like, what awesome. better show if this works out for them to see than a dry bar recording special because it happens so rarely. So I was like, on the one hand, proud. On the other hand, like while I was on stage, I was like, you know, I didn't think about doing this in front of potential in-laws, but here we go. <laughs> it's good they wow. saw you. I think because it's hard when people find out you're a comedian and then they, in your at least for me, when people find out I'm a comedian, I in my brain, I'm thinking they are thinking, but how funny is he really? Oh, 100%. So at least yeah. they saw you do the comedy, so you didn't have to be, they didn't have to like kind of gauge yes. if you're actually good at this or if it's just like a hobby or, you know Yeah, what I mean? like <laughs> if, if they had met you a month ago and you they knew you did comedy and they're, it's building up this thing and then it's like, okay, he's been saying he's a comedian for so long. Yeah. Let's see if he actually is. And, and that was part of it. So it did put some pressure on the second special because like her siblings came too, like the whole family, like everyone got to see me perform for the first time. Right. So that was hard. <laughs> that, I'm that, sure they were complimentary. They were very complimentary. It all worked out. We got married. And honestly, the second special, it released like on the anniversary of our first wedding anniversary. So it was oh, like a cool. year and a half. Like we recorded it while we were dating and then it released like well after the marriage. <laughs> so everyone likes gets to see the special thinking I'm still single and that's not the case. <laughs> You're living a lie now, man. I, I am. I am. Oh yeah, I got to redact some of those old jokes. They, but I love that for the special though because like that's the last time I'm performing them. So like it was kind of like yeah, that's goodbye cool. to a phase of a life. A goodbye to a phase of life to yeah, this cool. material and it kind of got me started working on marriage material right. hopefully for a third special someday. But yeah. It was it was fun. It was actually perfect because like I was done with that material. Anyway. It was kind of a nice send off for it. That's awesome. Do you think her parents saw you dissing all of your exes and told her you have to marry him or else he will destroy you <laughs> and you'll have no yeah, say in the yeah. content? <laughs> <laughs> I think it they, sold the deal. They, they, I did get the the finger wag from her mother. Like you know, you're not gonna make jokes like that about her. And I was like, well, if we get married, then I definitely won't. Like uh, that's I've, on her. I've seen your mm -hmm. new material, and she's gonna be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> no, they've come and seen me after that. We uh, we have a good relationship, so it all worked out. Were they from out of town? Why why hadn't you met yet, or was it just 
Well, no, I mean we we don't live, they live here in Orem. Okay, they actually, okay. And I am obviously in Salt Lake, so it it was a little harder coordinating with uh, schedules. And I had only I had met her siblings the week before. We were at the two month mark of like officially dating, so it was kind of new, and so it was just it hadn't happened yet. Yeah. <laughs> but now you're the comedian in the in the world of family, which is always a weird thing. In the world of family, just yes. like when you enter a new family, like oh, Jordan yep. or Paul's a comedian. Yeah. So that's how you get introduced all the time. One hundred percent, I am the comedian in the family. I think you own the mantle well. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever. Are you are you the comedian in your family? Yeah, yeah. It's, There's not like competition in your guys' family, is there? Um, I mean, there's funny people in my family, that's but not like, the same. but as far as uh, actually being a comedian, like having doing it all the time then yeah it's me <laughs> you're looking deep into my eyes as you're saying this. <laughs> jordan and i are also in the same family yeah we're married into the same family so it's no you didn't <laughs> no. that's no. a lie that'd be awesome couldn't family couldn't handle two comedians <laughs> of our prowess oh yeah no uh, <laughs> you got the dish you got the dishes jokes there yep um i've had some I mean, I feel like that's a universally relatable topic. Yeah. Either girlfriends, roommates, dish, who you have a dish, dishes, power struggle, dishes. Yeah. A allocate. chore power struggle. It's, in, in it's tough to figure it out. Figure with out. roommate. Well, the problem is there's so much territory with roommates yeah. as opposed to a marriage where you're, you know, sharing and you're in it together. Roommates, you're not ever in it together in any facet except rent. Like that's the only mm-hmm. thing that you guys, and even then it's divided to the penny. <laughs> so dishes never was a good thing with, with roommates. Cause then it turns into a challenge of who can go longer without doing dishes <laughs> instead of who's just going to do the dishes. Yeah. Right. Right. You- I don't, I, I diff when I got married, I'm a person that I don't mind some dishes in there in the sink. They can sit there for a minute. Agreed. And Isn't that what a sink is for? <laughs> that's what I thought. My mm-hmm. wife does not agree. My wife does not agree she, either. When she comes home, the di- if there's dishes and it's done before she changes, yeah, it's done. So I've learned. So I've learned I have to like not all the time, but I will take care of it quicker than I would normally take care of things. And I think in a marriage, there's some compromise there because my uh, my wife also thinks that everything needs an away place, which I'd never even heard that phrasing before. To me, tables are there for stuff to sit on. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I think that's a woman thing. My wife's the same way. She will shove anything into any drawer at any time to get it off of the counter, off the table. That's, I don't know. That might be a nesting thing. I don't know. But ironically, we we, we didn't like have to do the chore swap per se, Carly and I. Uh, I cook. She does not like cooking. I like cooking. So we've divided and she does do the dishes. So she's in, she does dishes, but I do the cooking. I take care of all that. And I actually, we have no problem. We've never fought ever about it. It worked out perfectly. So you imagine if you would stay with that ex-girlfriend and you oh. would have been cooking and <laughs> cleaning. A nightmare. Oh, man. A nightmare. Did yeah. you have a dish story? I feel like you were uh, leading into a dish story. Yeah, that was all just a segue to <laughs> my own story. No, I, I still uh, want to leave the dish thing. I knew you had a story. I um, don't hear it. No, it's just. Roommate, there's there's extremes, right? There's yeah. the like, everyone understands. Yeah, a few dishes can be in the sink, uh, but I had one roommate who would make, who would who was a he was a cook, but a really messy cook, oh. and would just leave every right like 
demolished the kitchen. There's stuff <laughs> splattered everywhere. He would make a big bowl of banana pudding. And I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking this like like a punch bowl of banana pudding. Why did you put that in quotes? Was it not actually banana pudding? I never tried it. Oh. <laughs> banana <laughs> pudding. But it was made out of bananas. I think he called it something different, but this big punch bowl. And then he would just put it on the bottom shelf of the fridge. It would take up a whole level of the fridge. Um, and then no no top on it. So then like whatever's on the top Ew. falls into this banana pudding. And wait, wait, like from the fridge? Like what are you putting in the fridge that's falling into the pudding? Like like you know, like if something falls <laughs> just off. Just loose crackers. Loose, and stuff. Whatever. You just throw crackers in there and just like no, I'll like this later, like cr- like crispy stuff on the side of a bowl or whatever falling in. Yeah, okay, like I, I can happens. see that. Fair enough. And uh, adding texture f- to the pudding. That fridge was wild, and it all adds to the uh, the pudding. It's, it's you never tried the mystery pudding. pudding. You never no. How tried why a- would how would I try why would I try this big bowl of pudding? Well, it's just why sitting there with yeah. no top on it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, a poor kid with a roommate. You take what you can get. Yeah. Was yeah. he eating this much banana pudding? Yeah, how long was he? He was making it on a regular basis. I don't know. It was life sustaining. It's probably protein banana pudding. I just feel like banana because banana, even banana pudding, it's gonna it's gonna brown a little bit pretty quickly. I feel like gets that skin on the top. Yeah, Yeah. I think there's a there's a problem there. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's it was. You called him a cook. Did he do anything else besides banana pudding? Yeah, he would make chicken and and whatnot. Banana chicken. His name was Steve, spelled with three e's. <laughs> Shout out to Steve and love Steve. And I, I will say, I probably my biggest horror stories from roommates wasn't even dishes. Like so many weirder things happened. Like one, one oh, time I, I went out of town to do comedy and came back, and when I got into my room, like my bed wasn't the same. You know how it is. Like it was made, but it was like, no, I didn't do that. It looks disheveled. <laughs> I didn't. That wasn't. And I, I go out to my roommate at the time. I was like, hey, man, did you sleep in my bed? Like, and he's like, no, man. I would ne- Why would you even ask that? Why would you think that I would ever sleep in your bed? I've got my own bed. It's I was like, perfectly made. I, I wouldn't have made it. <laughs> I was like, well, it, it looks different. It looks like someone slept in He's like, oh, yeah, I actually had one of my old uh, buddies stay with me over the weekend, so he slept in there. No. Like, I was no. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, first of all, like, when I come out and ask if you slept in my bed, maybe you lead with, no, but someone else did. Not like, <laughs> you oh, like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, why did you make me have to keep deducing of, like, something <laughs> happened here? He was like. I would never do I that. I would never sleep in your bed, but I'd let other people. Yeah. Like, it was just, and I was like, maybe run that by me. Like, maybe we don't do that. And, like, I don't know why I have to ask you to not let other people sleep in <laughs> Running your place like a hostel. Yeah, it was a, like, <laughs> hey, my roommate's gone for the weekend. Come chill at my place, man. Yeah. You can sleep in his bed. He's cool with it. Like, I was, so I, dishes were the least of my worries there. That's amazing. <laughs> Theo Vaughn has a, I don't know if it's a joke or something on a podcast talking about crashing at somebody else's house. And then when they left, going and getting into their bed. And there's something, there's something very low about being in another man's warmth. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not good, man. But I remember as a kid, I, that feeling, uh, like, my parents went to work and I was home that day, I would go get in the bed and the bed was so warm and I liked that as a kid. But now it's weird to think about as an adult. That, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have brought it up on the podcast. But... My, my dog does that. <laughs> my dog sleeps in bed with us. When I, I leave, the dog will come and sit where I was sitting because oh, it likes how warm absolutely. it is. Absolutely. My cute. dog will sleep and sit on clothes I've left on the floor. Like, he won't just go anywhere. He will 
park it right on That's my funny. scent, I guess. Like, he loves that. Yeah. Does your dog do that? My, What's your dog's name? Uh, I call her Pip. What's her real name? Her full name's Pippa. Pippa. Which is two Pippa. soft vowels, and I hate saying it. <laughs> <laughs> so I Notice call the her, reluctancy there? I call her, Pip, <laughs> I call her Pipperoni. Pipperoni? Because uh, it sounds like pepper. Because, yeah, it's a play on pepperoni. <laughs> I like you. that. Isn't there like a cartoon pig? There's that's pep, Peppa. Peppa pig, oh, Peppa Pig. That was not close. to be confused with my dog. Pippa. 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 Dog. Pippa. Have you ever seen that clip of uh, who's the guy that's on Star Trek? The last. the Spock. No, the bald guy that's also um, plays oh. Professor X. Patrick Stewart? Patrick Stewart. Oh. He was on SNL. I think it, this is a John Mulaney joke, maybe, but he introduces Salt and Pepper, the band. Right. And he goes, Salt and Pepper! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. The, I do think of that when I say Pepper. But my wife will often go to bed before me because I can be a night owl sometimes. But Pippa will go sleep in my spot. Yeah. And then I take her to bed. We put her in a kennel at night. Smart. But then I'm sleeping in my dog's warmth. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't really like. No, yeah. I don't really like thinking about it. Yeah, but we have cats, and the cats sleep on us. From that bothers me less than a dog, though. Oh, really? So you you let your cats into bed to sleep, but not your dog? There's no keeping them out. No, our cats. If we close the door, they are ripping the carpet. Wow! You can't discipline a cat. You got five. Got five. Why? How, uh, how do you? Insane. You know. That I, means you thought four was fun. Do you know well, what I mean? we like, went from we went from three to five. Oh, you got two at the same time. Yeah. And it wasn't my wife. She uh, she told me we we're fostering a litter, which we did. Sometimes okay. they need you to foster it while they're healing or something. So we had five kittens just in a room in our house that we were taking care of. And then she went to go take. The, we found actually found homes for three of them, and not two of them. And my wife went to go take them back to the shelter to get homes, and because they had to go back for a little bit before the people pick them up. So she took all five back, and the. Uh, the person working at the shelter said, oh, so these three have homes? And she was like, yes. Oh, no. And, he, and then she was like, but these two don't have homes? And then my wife started sobbing because animals mean too much to her. And she said, no, they do have a home. And they never left, which I was pretty uh, sure. <laughs> but the thing is, it's oh. I don't want to like uh, make it seem like I'm annoyed because I actually do like the cats. You love them. I know. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't hide it. Yeah. But they I feel do sleep like you on resent me. the dog more than the cats. I think yeah, you're a cat I was, guy. the dog I wasn't excited about. Yeah, we had to overcome things. I do like Pippa now. <laughs> if people ask, because at the beginning I was very anti-dog about it, and people will say, "Well, have you overcome that?" And I'm like, I like Pippa a lot. I just wish she lived somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> just a friend. I wish she had her. I wish she came over during the day. Yeah, yeah. And then we didn't have to worry about it if we're going out of town or something. She <laughs> had her own so place. That's basically <laughs> like how cats are, right? Is they basically live somewhere else. Just yeah, well, you can, house you you can leave see. cats alone for a long time. Yeah. Like three days. Yeah. I'll, if we were gone for a week, we'd have people go check on them once and just to make sure they have food out. A dog yeah. needs three checks a day. <sighs> yeah. But I do like, I like Pip, but I just wanted to have her own place. You know, I wanted to spread her wings and have her own place <laughs> where we don't have to watch her all A mother-in-law apartment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just for the dog. That's... Um, but cats, sorry, why did we get on animals sleeping? I don't know. I had a cat yeah, almost vomit on me sleeping on me. That was not good. That's not good. And I had a cat claw me. You can see the scar here, actually. 
this is through a blanket. You are getting abused. Yeah, yeah. the cats just really beat you up, and then you still love them. You're glutton it's for punishment. Bad. That's why you like cats. Huh? But enough about it. Sorry, I, I hijacked this conversation about. I think it was we were talking about bad roommates <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and the warmth of the bed, and it led to the dog led to being animals in bed being in the bed and whatnot. Yeah, I never really did roommates. I guess I only have animal stories to you, relate you know, with. You never, dude. I had roommates for a decade. No, I lived. I've got I mean, I was I was a missionary person. I lived with people as a missionary, but that's different than just being like a normal person. That doesn't count, yeah. But I just lived with my parents until I got married. Oh, nice. It's not that weird, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> How long was that? How, how long was that? Uh, well, if you factor in my multiple marriages. I wasn't, I, <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. Yikes. There we go. I got married when I, my first marriage when I was uh, 25. I don't know. I I've, blo- I've, I've blocked out a lot of years, and I'm healthier, and I'm happier now. And I don't really want to go into <laughs> you're it. Help- you're happy. You're healthy. You have five cats. <laughs> five cats. Something doesn't quite add up there. <laughs> no, doesn't, doesn't add up. I actually out- I outgrew roommates before I got married, which is kind of sad, actually. Like I always figured like I'd have roommates, and then finally I hit like 35, and I was like, I'm done. And I, I, the pandemic ruined it, and as I, he moved out, and I just lived alone. I was like, you know what? This is my life now. That was super like long, though, right? Yeah. I, I think it was a full year before full I year. met my wife okay. of living alone. Do you feel like it's good, though, to have that experience of living Absolutely. on your own? You yeah. appreciate your wife so much more when you've had to deal with roommates. Like, it really does. Right. Like, there's no – it's – roommates can just – oh, Also, yeah. it, it hurt a little because I owned my townhome. And I had roommates. So I w- it's like I'm the roommate, but I'm also the landlord. Uh, so a like power you, dynamic. the power dynamic, it gets – it's hard because they're right. like – then you like, you better do these dishes because this is my kitchen. Now. <laughs> right, yeah. right. And like I, that, we got into it because like I had cleaned the kitchen <laughs> and he made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich without a plate just on the counter. Oh, and this is after three straight weeks of living together in a pandemic. And I was like, hey, man, I just cleaned the kitchen. You didn't clean this up. I don't want crumbs everywhere. And he's like, it's not a big deal, man. Okay. You've, you've left barbecue sauce on the, on the sink, and I lost it. And I was like, <laughs> if I want to spray barbecue sauce on the walls and leave it there, I get to. This is my house. You don't get to. <laughs> I get to do what I want. You have to do what I say. And it, we, we patched up, and we are really good friends still to this day. But – we it all went down with it, the PB and J in the pandemic. In that's, the pandemic. A, that's a tough. It caused time. divorces and separation of roommates. Taylor, you see a guy that'll make a PB and J with no plate. Is that true? <laughs> um, <laughs> if it if it comes down to it, I, I mean, like, at, but at the same time, it's like if you do the plate, then you have to wash the plate. I got his thinking. I get it. Yeah. But you still are making a mess. Make like, it on the bread bag. Oh, make it on the top of the bread bag. That's, that's probably what I would do. Yeah, but those crumbs are falling off and getting on the table. Getting after into that. the banana pudding. I get it now. I get yeah, it. I understand. I, so, yeah. I'll, I'll do this. I'll, the, a, I don't think it's very sanitary as far as just – if I want a reheated piece of pizza, I'll, th- you, I'll throw it on a paper towel. But uh-huh. I, I, don't, I think the paper towel is not doing a whole lot to protect it from whatever's at the bottom of – the microwave is that weird? Do you guys do that? Um, I, I will say that has happened. I will, I'll, I'll paper towel things yeah. a lot. Do you want your crazy story? Yes. Okay. After the show, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, staying every at a hotel viewer just stopped listening, and I had gotten Domino's the night before. Okay, and then I woke up and I had some left over, so I was going to heat some up before I left. Sure. 
but I didn't have any plates in there. I've just been eating out of the box. But so I, was like, I wanted to microwave it. So I, I ripped the Domino's box into a, a plate form and put a slice on there. Okay. Put it in the microwave. But a lot of these pizza places have metal lining going through. Oh, no. For heat. To keep the one. heat in. And I was talking on the phone to Adrian, my wife, and I see flames in the oh, microwave. No. And I'm like, I got to go. And I open it and smoke's <laughs> coming. I'm watching where the smoke detector is. Oh, no. And I'm batting. I, I, with, I'm batting. <laughs> with the pizza box? I think I, I think I took like a blanket or something. I'm trying to bat it into the hall. <laughs> For some... Either their their fire uh, smoke alarm just didn't work, but or I was just really lucky, but it didn't go off. But that was the most stress I've been in a pizza scenario. Listen, I, I will never do food without something like a paper towel or a pizza box cover. I, I will say, though, probably one of the most frustrating things for my wife is I will use, like, the Tupperware lid. Because I don't want, like, and I'll use the lid to, like, heat it up. And then as I'll a plate. eat off the as a plate. As a plate. So I, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I will say I will find ways to not use a plate, but I use something. Yeah. But yeah. I, and she does not like that. Because then I'll, you know, once you done, you put the Tupperware lid back if you don't finish the leftovers. It's, it's a reusable thing. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. it's great. But it's, I'll be honest. It doesn't happen often. I have bare-crusted uh, pizza just in the microwave without anything underneath it, like late at oh, night. Oh, you've just gone after I just it. throw it in there, heat it up a little bit, and take it out and eat it. And then take the microwave plate out. <laughs> yeah, <and> no. <laughs> just with all of its weird splotches that have been there. <laughs> There's already a plate in there. You don't need it. No, no That's what it's for, right? That's so funny. Well, I want to make sure we touch and, and get to your comedy journey. Oh, touch. Okay. Yeah. I want to make sure we touch. First of all, okay, I'm satisfied. <laughs> you you um, held it so long, I was like, oh, do we, is this a part of the segment? You touch everyone that yeah. comes on. <laughs> we usually do it off camera, but um, yeah. So, where do your comedy beginnings start? Is it always something you wanted to do? Oh, did you come man. to it late. I, I is 24 late. I, I that's it was I was in college. Pretty uh, much, that's kind of what we've seen is most people start doing stand up in college. In college, yeah. 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 I thought about it uh, obviously in high school, but like, what do you even do? Like, I don't. I never really thought that it was something viable. I watched Seinfeld, Chappelle show in high school. I was like, that's cool. And then in college, listen, I got into comedy like most people who get into comedy because life isn't going well. For you. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I had reached a very low point in my life uh, with uh, the girl that I was seeing and my best friend. They decided to, you know, do some things behind my back and that didn't go well. So I, I you know, freed up a lot of time in one night. Like that was like, I have nothing to do now. This is good. <laughs> so I had always in the back of my mind wanted to do comedy, but I just had never had the guts to do it. So truly it, thanks to a roommate, I was, you know, in my depression cloud playing drive on an acoustic guitar, crying in the corner. <laughs> and he's like, Hey man, Incubus. you need to pull yourself together. Incub- yes. <laughs> um, and he's like, you need to just do something for yourself. You have put so much into this relationship and everyone else do something for you, man. Just do that. First thing in my head was comedy. So that's, I was like, okay, if there's ever a time I'm gonna do it now. So I started looking things up on, on the internet and I found that back, see back then wise guys did a once a month open mic at the West Valley. It was only once a month. Oh, wow. And everything just got put in a bowl. If they pull out your name, they pull out your name. So I was the first time I ever went to a comedy club, I got on stage. I have ne- I'd never been to it. I was like, let's mm-hmm. just go. So I wrote a couple things during a class. 
uh, got there, and sure enough, they pulled my name out of the bowl because if you you had to bring friends to make sure you got on, and I didn't have any at the time, so I <laughs> I was I was bowling, if you will. Mm-hmm. So uh, true story. Rodney Norman was hosting that uh, particular. He's night. been on the show. Check out his episode. Yeah, Rodney he hosted Norman. my first open mic I went to too. Yep. And at that open mic, he's like, "Hey." If you guys want to, we have a weekly Thursday night open mic at the Applebee's on University Parkway in Orem. <laughs> and I was like, that's such a great idea. I, now I can go there every week. And then in a month, I'll be good enough for these open mics. Because I did my first set. It was terrible. Obviously, everyone's first set. Awful. Pity laughs. Do you remember crickets. your first joke that you did or what was it about? I, the first joke I think I can ever remember. Yeah, I do remember. It's, it's <laughs> I don't know why I said I think. It, I, know, I definitely know the first show. Can you tell it on this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. No, the, I was a server. I was a waiter at the Olive Garden. And the first joke I ever wrote was about uh, suburban moms taking too long and not tipping well. <laughs> and that is a terrible premise. Like, I, I basically ranted. It wasn't even a joke. I don't even, there was no punchline. I was just like, your, your child's diaper fills up faster than it takes you to eat the soup and salad, just get out of my way. I, it was terrible. <laughs> it was so bad. It, I, it, I remember that's what the premise was, but I don't remember the punchline. It was so that's bad. Awesome. And so I was like, man, I need to go to the Applebee's open mic night and get good. So that way and I This can, is the same Applebee's that's still there, still right? Still there. Absolutely. How is this even... It, Applebee's is always a weird, like, U-shaped... Yeah, they had a carpet <laughs> stage in the corner. and they a, did. And a DJ-type setup. And I go literally six days later. And here's the problem. When you go to an open mic, it's a tough crowd. It's a hard crowd, but they're there. What I didn't realize is when you go to a restaurant, nobody wants to hear comedy. No. At mm-hmm. all. Like, it is harder by a hundred times. And I was just like, the minute I walked in and I just saw other people bombing, I was like, this might not be as good of idea as I thought. <laughs> like, I don't know why this is happening. So... No one wants to talk to you. No one wants to pay attention. They just want to eat their riblets, and they want to get out of there. So (laughs) we start doing these open mics. I did the same jokes. They were terrible. And I was like, okay, I need to figure something out. I need to write new jokes, better jokes. And I started trying to cater to a college town. I remember the second joke I wrote, not any better, was about parking at college, how hard it is. And that I wrote the joke like, I, I, I need to have a shotgun with me to deter people from taking the parking spot so I can have it. That it was somewhere. It was bad. You've, it was always, not, you've always been a violent man. I've been yeah, a violent yeah. <laughs> Can you tell a lot of my jokes were angry? I was, I was an angry comic at the very beginning. It wasn't good at all. And I did that for four weeks, went back to Wise Guys and bombed equally as hard. I was writing new jokes. I kept regurgitating. I was not redoing the same jokes trying to yeah. tweak. I just knew they were bad, so I just kept throwing whatever at the wall. Finally, after... Six times going up, six weeks in a row I went up and bombed every single time. I kind of in my mind was like, okay, this isn't for me. I'm not going to do stand-up comedy. But I want to write one good joke that a stranger will laugh at and then I'm out of here. I'm done. So after six straight bombings, I wrote my Panda Express public bathrooms joke. At pub- I was at Panda Express when I had that realization and some grumbles happened and I went to the bathroom <laughs> and I literally, it's on my first special. So I, I think I can talk about it, but it is potty humor, but I had a IBS episode and destroyed a bathroom while another guy was in there. 
and he sprinted out of the bathroom laughing. <laughs> and I was so embarrassed, but I was like, is this funny? <laughs> and I just remember looking down. I was like, I can't get leave now. He knows what my shoes look like. And that was the first punchline I ever wrote that I, I was, that was good. Yeah, so yeah. I wrote that I went out and I, w- I went from super embarrassed. It really happened. Wrote, spent another two hours in Panda Express writing this out, took it to Applebee's that week. And I went from bombing and I'll never forget it. Everyone midway through my three minutes stopped eating, turned, laughed and I got an applause break. Whoa. At Applebee's on my seventh time up. Rodney was there and he's like, dude, do you want to come and work some weekend sets for do five minute sets on the weekend? Cause there was an Orem Wise guys. And I said, absolutely. And from there I never looked back. It was wow. the weird I went from writing just want one good joke to addicted. That's and awesome. Then I got into doing five minute sets. Five turns into ten, ten turns to fifteen. You start hosting and I honestly never, I loved it from that moment on. It was kind of a weird thing how it happened. I can't think of a tougher crowd because no. how sad you have to be to first be at an Applebee's Please. and then be, uh, you know, surprised into being at an open mic also. It's just yeah. a brutal combination. <laughs> it, was, it really was. Maybe was they related to the IBS episode at at Panda Express because eating at Applebee's, you're likely yeah. to get food poisoning. <laughs> Absolutely. But, and that's that's where it started. Here's a bathroom Ooh. experience I had that similar to yours. <laughs> oh, no, no, it won't be too <laughs> crass. It won't be too crass. But I went into a bathroom as a one as a bathroom that had one stall. Yeah, um, and one like urinal, and then there, so people could be in there while you're in the stall. And but I walked in and it was a disaster. But I really need to use a restroom. And so just even in the toilet was a disaster. I flushed and it was so it did nothing. It was like oh, it had been there no. for a while. It was caked on. <laughs> <laughs> and I still use the bathroom, and then I didn't know this, but I come out and there's a guy waiting to go in. Yeah, and I and I had this moment where like I need to explain <laughs> that that's not me. You have to vouch like, for yourself, but yeah. also, but I'm like he's not going to believe me if I say that. So I had this moment where I stared at him and I went, <sighs> and then I walked by. <laughs> I didn't ever explain it because <laughs> what are you? The, who are you going to believe? Oh, that mess there! I promise you, I was just in there, but that wasn't me. It was there before. Yeah, that just looks guilty. Yeah, super guilty. I, think I mean, the size pretty guilty too. Yeah, it, it didn't work out well for me. I, I hesitated. I should have either just walked out confidently, confidently or I should have explained the whole thing and I went in this weird mid zone. You should apologize to this guy now and, yeah. and set the record straight finally. Well, but then reflect. I thought about it all day and I realized that he was probably going to think the same thing and then flush and realize it had been there. You know, like he would, I yeah. would hope that he would, you know, put himself in my shoes and understand what happened. Thank you for this time. I'll explain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got, I got a bathroom story. Okay. Yes. Um, I was, I was at a, um, like a, called a bout time. It's like a pub. Yep. I've been restaurant. There. I believe it's just bout. Time. Bout. They don't have an A. Get cool. <laughs> I refuse no. to call it bout because it has a boxing glove. It's playing <laughs> yep. on like uh, we're about to have a bout. Like a boxing bout. <laughs> Is that? I didn't even know that word. Well, no you, wonder you've been saying it wrong this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> He's been like high roading him. It's about time. But yeah, it's, that's ba- right. It's a play. That's on... like an old time word for like a fight. They're yeah. Gonna have a bout. Have a bout. Have a bout. Okay. But it's I guess also about time you went to their establishment. <laughs> the layers on which this title works are so deep and. Lo- so, anyways, <laughs> I was at about time, and I, <laughs> I went in to use the urinal, and there was an a, a, 
it said out of order. There was a sign that said out of order. Sure. And so I'm, someone's using the only other urinal. So I'm waiting. And then the, a guy walks in, sees it, looks at me. He's like, I don't give a crap. And then walks up, you know, oh, does his business in the urinal. Okay. And then, and then it's my, uh, now I have to go stand next to the guy because the urinal. Oh, and no. I come up and stand next to him and he looks over at me. He's like, I don't give a crap. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I, first of all, you already said that. Yeah. Also, your actions already told us yeah. that. <laughs> I deduced. It was funny. I, he must. He thought he looked so cool in that I moment. know. I almost think he staged it. I think he yeah. put the sign there and be like, I'm going to show people how wild I am. Yeah. <laughs> I, nothing projects failure in life than like acting that way. Like you're like, I'm going to control this situation and do what I want for the first time all week. No yeah. one's going to tell me where to pee. Like, was it covered in like a garbage bag like they normally do? And it was just making them. No, it was just, it was just a paper. The, that garbage, the garbage bag, I think he maybe would have even kept this guy at bay. <laughs> but, but That's why they invented the garbage bag things. Nobody listens to the sign. Nope. No. <laughs> they have to put up a prof- But to be fair, lining. most of those signs are like written in Sharpie last second. They're not, they don't look official. You yeah, know, like, exactly. you write any, I will say if, if a sign is handwritten, I don't necessarily care. Anybody could have put it there. Any, yeah, no, this could be a prank. <laughs> I'm not going to listen to you. You type it out, give me a nice professional font, maybe laminate it, and I'll listen to you. I'm, I'm learning a lot from both of your practical <laughs> but skepticism but about a, a, a Sharpie signs note, that like, are warning you of distrust, things. Distrust, <laughs> yeah, society. Like, see a Sharpie sign that just says, mm. we refuse the right to refuse service, just written that two minutes ago, like before, like, ah, I don't have the sign. <laughs> I don't have it. What do I do? And now they write the- it like, <laughs> it's never the employee with a nice handwriting. Either. No, it's no. always just a, a mess. Yeah, half yeah. capitalized, half lowercase. <laughs> Does little that cursive say at the end. Bout of order. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm already using. I'm already using the, this new vocab word. They, they should have used that at bout time <laughs> with their logo. Bout of order. I think it's just a Utah thing, right? That that um bout. I don't know. No, 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 the, no. the restaurant. Yeah. Oh. I don't, I don't know. know. I, don't know. A, I know it's like, a chain. Oh, it's got to be a chain, but it's a chain within maybe Utah. It's, at least. Maybe it's just a Utah thing. Listeners in the comments, let us know if you've had that's a that's about, a bold thing. An about like like time a, or about time <laughs> sports bar <laughs> in Utah. That's bold to like. You it's must believe packed. in that. Is yeah. what I've it been. stuck around. It's been here for a while. Yeah. What else it it outlasted Iggy's. Do you want to talk about that? Iggy's. I don't know Iggy's. Uh, I know Iggy's was fun. Oh, Iggy's was great. You've never been to Iggy's Sports Bar and Grill? I've been to a, a restaurant called Iggy's, but it was in Rhode Island, and it was like a oh. clam shack. No. Imagine that's not... No. Clam shacks aren't booming in Utah. They had like the sweet chili Do they only bread. sell clams at clam shacks? No. That's so they specialize in clams? I've never yeah. been to a clam... I know there's clam houses and yeah, clam shacks. deep fried scallops I've, and those. I went to a clam house in New Orleans... Okay. And they do have they they had other things, but they specialized in it. But they had yeah. like other seafood cuisines. All right, but thanks for educating me. I just yeah. wanted to clarify. We're all learning something except Paul. <laughs> I, I've learned so much. Oh, he is. <laughs> I didn't know that you could get such a surprise pudding in your fridge. You just left <laughs> That's it. There. Right. Don't. I've learned. I'm never leaving an open pudding container in a fridge ever again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just picturing somebody like buying ground beef and the drippings falling into <laughs> oh that. <my> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> yes, terrible. exactly. And that's the issue. I will say, though, I do think fridges, not, not to circle back. <laughs> <laughs> circle back. I do think fridges have come a long way because I think all fridges now have like a solid shelf. 
There's yeah. no the grates. The grates. I remember, I, we've had all had fridges with grates. For Absolutely. Sure. But yeah. I don't think Especially that's a thing anymore. So you might be safe to situation. putting in the fridge now. French technology's come a long way. Oh, yeah. Some that I don't understand. Way. I don't understand yeah. the TV on the fridge thing. Well, let's be no. clear that lids did exist also. Yeah. <laughs> and saran wrap. This guy had options. But, he had options. But, if you but let did it. he have the budget? <laughs> when you make not. banana pudding, you got to air it out. you got to let yes, it air that's out. essential. You do want that brown film oh. on the top of it. I will say I hate banana pudding. So actually, that wouldn't I, have been a hard thing for me to avoid. Yeah, I don't mind it, actually. I kind of like it. I, I don't like creamed banana, like banana, like pie, cream, banana cream pie. No, can't do it. Unless it's a real banana. Yeah, I don't like I the don't, banana flavor. Banana flavor things. If it's a things, real, which it was a cook, so I assume it was real bananas going was, He wasn't an actual cook. He <laughs> was like a, he liked to cook. He liked All to right. make them. Amateur <laughs> chef. <Yeah>. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Like liking video games and playing on easy mode. He's just doing puddings. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in my pudding phase right now. I like banana pudding, but not enough to ever eat it. No. Like more than once a month. Right. Or, yeah. or pay money for it. Yeah. Paul, did you have any uh, – you said you watched Seinfeld and Chappelle stuff, but when you first started getting in, mm. did you have any comedy people you looked up to that helped you know refine your craft by watching them? Refine my craft? I, I really – when I started, I really got into Gaffigan. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but he just spoke to me. I loved it. Yeah. And listen, I'll I'll say it. I have no problem. I I really liked Dane Cook for about a year. Uh, I think I think all of us. I I, I I understand the hate. I understand where it all went. But I abs I digested Dane Cook. Um, what was it? What was the album? It was uh, Harmful of Swallowed. Yeah. Yes. I thought I thought it was a great album. I I was like, okay, this guy has a high energy. This guy. Get, I didn't understand all the hate. I thought it was fantastic. But Gaffigan was really the one that – and then I really got into Bill Burr about – once I, I will say once you get into Bill Burr, Dane Cook fades away for you. Yeah. Like you really mm-hmm. – then you just start seeing like kind of the tricks of comedy as opposed to like real actual material and like a stand-up set. So right. I, I will say those three really resonated with me. But I also – one of the nicest interactions I ever had early on in my comedy career, I'll never forget, was Patrice O'Neill. I, I got to meet Patrice O'Neill. No way. Wow. He's guys. legend. Rest in legend. peace. Legend. And I absolutely love just talking with him for even, I think it was just like five minutes. Like I wasn't on that show. I wasn't That's good amazing. enough at the time, but I got to meet Patrice. I met him and Norm MacDonald were the two when I really started. And I will say, I'll tell you this. Norm was the first comedian I ever t- spoke to face to face, like ever true, true comedian. I had been doing comedy maybe a year and the owner wise guy's like, hey, come just see Norm. I was like, absolutely. Oh, I am that's there. so cool. Packed house, crushed for an hour. And I was in the green room and I got to, to meet him. And he shook my hand. He's like, you, you, you a comedian? I was like, yeah, I'm a comedian. And I just headlined my first show. And I oh. thought I was the stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, and he's like, and I was like, yeah, I, 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 I headlined. And he's like, oh, you headlined? How long did you do? And I was like, 45. And he's like, you're not a headliner. And I was like, what? And he's like, if you don't do 60, you're not a headliner. And from that moment, it's been burnt. I will always do 60 as, as a headliner. Wow. He's like, Norm MacDonald shut me down. Brutal, Norm. So that, Brutal. One, that one resonates with me pretty hard. So, But that was my I'm still, I'm jealous of that, though. I never got to meet Norm, yeah. but I love Norm. I mean, yeah. I'll go YouTube rabbit holes watching him for yeah, hours. Absolutely. So the best. He had this thing about a tofurkey, and I still cry. It's so funny. Oh my gosh. It was so funny. I died. Yeah. But yeah, so those were, those were some of my early influences and like comics that like 
impression to me really that's, hard. Did Those you clarify? Big names to me. That's really cool. Yeah, Patrice and Norm, that's huge. Um, did you clarify to your future in laws that you weren't headlining because you're only doing like 25 minutes? I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I let, uh, yeah. I, I made sure to tell them that story. And they, they Just knew. so you know, it's not a headlining set. Nope, it's not. I did let them know there's going to be two other comics, and they're like, you know, and I'm like, it's a showcase, but you get to see a material from three comics, and so they were in. They got there early. They were second row. It was great. You see their faces the whole time. I did. Yeah, it's a little weird. Or were you okay? It with is. It? The, it is bright uh, on that stage. You yeah. see everyone. Whereas, like in a real comedy club, you're it, the lights are down. And you can, you can't see. You can see the front row. But yeah, not like much. three rows max. And then, but that it kind of shields a comedian because you think of them as a crowd, not people. And once yeah. you can think of them as a group, you your stage. You don't get nervous. You don't get scared. But like when the special and the lights are up and you see every single pupil, yeah. every single <laughs> smile, you know how you're doing in a hurry. So right. it's That's a different true. animal, but I, I like it. I enjoy it because if you do get the opportunity to crowd work, you can talk and pick out anyone you want. You're not just limited. Yeah. So there's that's pros true. To it You're not going, well. who's the, who's the one that said who, that thing? Who said that? You know, <laughs> eighth row, 10 seat over. It was Turn you. on your cell phone light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul, it's uh, been a joy to talk with you. Yeah. Well, we're on. Is there here. anything else you wanted to get off your chest or promote before we get you? I, you know, I, I'm, I'm starting a, a YouTube channel myself actually called, I've, I've been on it. You am actually I, have been allowed, a guest. Am I allowed to say I'm excited for yeah, this to come absolutely. out? Yeah, absolutely. I know I started, I'm starting a, a YouTube channel. You'll see it's called best thing on the menu. So I'm going around and tasting an entire menu at restaurants to find the best thing on the menu. So starting that up, you, you'll see that on the, uh, YouTube. It's going to be more of a YouTube than a podcast, but I'm excited about that project and working on that. And You'll see that coming out in 2024. Paul ordered everything at Domino's <laughs> and we had to go pick it up together and we filled yep. his entire truck. With. <laughs> yeah. What's the bill look like for that? Uh, the bill for that one was $488. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was wow. almost $500. Funniest part about that is like I, I called them because it kept breaking the online order. I couldn't order everything on the menu. So I had to call them. And I was like, hey, man, I want to order everything on the menu. And he just started. He's like, you're going to need to say it to me, though. And I'm like, the whole order. He, I need to know everything you want individually. So I did it about halfway through. And he's like, you know you're going to have to prepay, right? I was like, absolutely. This isn't a prank. <laughs> like, yeah. this isn't, no one's going to make $500 worth of dominoes on a whim. So I was like, I will prepay. I'll pay it on them. He's like, okay, cool. Like, and at the end, he's like, all right, you doing this? I was like, yeah. So I paid it. No later than five minutes after I had hung up, he calls me back. And I didn't pick up the phone. I have a voicemail. I'll show it to you after. But he's like, hey, man, thanks so much for ordering everything. That's super cool of you. Could you just bring the card and a photo ID with you so that way we can, you know, make sure it's you and, like, mm -hmm. then we'll give you everything. So, like, they were worried that I had stolen someone's credit card. And my first impression was, like, I'm ordering everything. Else. Oh, hilarious. Like, I'm going to go on a – I am getting Domino's. That, That's like uh, – Like, he was worried I'd stolen someone's car. It's like Kevin from Home Alone's yeah, idea like, of an identity theft. Can you imagine you get, like, someone's credit card, like – I'm ordering everything at Domino's. Like that's Extra your first large, thought. Cheese like, pizza. I can do whatever I want. Now. <laughs> they were worried Paul Sheffield somewhere had lost his card, and someone was just ordering Domino's be on his behalf. Oh, so man. that's been that's been actually part of the fun of the show is like recording that and getting some reactions. We were famous when we walked in. They're yeah. like, "Oh, you're you're the Paul." You I know? honestly had anxiety. I'm like, I want to do the show with you, but that part of it of like annoying <laughs> these workers. Yeah. But we walked in and they're like, "You're the ones that ordered everything." It's been yeah. such a fun, exciting day. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we're, 
We got to make the garlic stuffed crust. We've never done yeah. this. They had, a, they had something called a pizza cart. They're like, bring yeah, out the pizza yeah, cart. The cart. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they had a pizza cart to help us get everything oh out to my truck. So, yeah. So, I can't wait to see that. Nice thing fun. on the menu. Uh, you should come on it. I'd love to have you. If yeah, you want, if you want that, to taste a whole menu, I'm in. I'm down. Is uh, what's, what's on the docket next? What restaurant are you going to do? I... Uh, I mean, we can talk about this off camera, but no, um, <laughs> I actually like to know, like, what do you like? Is there any, is there, is there a, is there a place or a type of food you prefer? About time. No, we're not. No. <laughs> no. Hey, call back. Hey. And that's all. Um, no, uh, I like Dave's you- hot chicken. I love Applebee's. Um, no, I don't love Applebee's, but the, produ- <laughs> the producer put that on the thing. What do I like that has kind of a d- diverse... What type menu. of food do you like the most? What, what, what's, 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 what's Taylor's go-to for food? Mm. I love like steak. Okay. And I love, I like sushi. I oh. will say sushi's going to have to be further down. The <laughs> yeah. I've looked at some, those, I can't, I can't. Well, just because the that. sushi would have to sit for so long. Yeah. To do get you want to do a steakhouse with me? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, I'll have you on it. Let's do a steakhouse. <laughs> You'll be it. the first steakhouse. You in? All right. I'm in. Done. Yeah, let's do it. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Paul. It's okay. been an absolute joy talking to you. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. No, Looking thanks for gigs having me. over here, Taylor. Yeah. Look at you, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, f- and food. And food. And food. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing the what dishes, I'm... though, after. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting twist, is if you had to go in and actually make the food yeah. with the people, and then <laughs> clean up imagine? after. <laughs> and then review, like, this is, my cooking's not great. It's not so. good. I ruined this. <laughs> I have messed up the awesome blossom in a way you don't want to know. <laughs> it is no longer awesome. It's no longer awesome. But thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Of yeah. course. And thank you time. to you guys for watching. This is the Drybar Comedy Podcast. We'll catch you next time.